everybody, and welcome to, in my opinion, the Good Fight Podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach. Tonight, I am joined by Jack O'Keefe. Hello. And Molly Scullion. Hello. Yeah, we are down a keen cob, and Tia is apparently still raising the baby. Still, it still has things that it needs, and she mm-hmm. is dealing with that. Which um, I just sent it to college at this point. It's wait, ready. Come on. Come on. All right. Which, you know, college is free, too, right? Everybody can just go. Yeah. Whenever they it's want. hospital rules. You drop it on the doorstep, <laughs> and they have to give you at least a, a psychology degree. Yes. Pretty sure that is 100% accurate and how things are. All right. Um, so, Jack, Molly, here to discuss Season 6, Episode 4, The End of Eli Gold, or so we thought. Uh, not quite. So I want to hear some first impressions from you two. Molly, what do you got? Oh, I I felt sad and scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really felt like, oh, wow, this is the last season, isn't it? Like it, that, mm-hmm. that was, episode carried a lot of that energy. Um, yeah. But I thought it was really... Uh, interesting to see Eli in a way we've never seen him before. I think Alan Cummings did amazing at portraying that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think that was just pretty unbelievable. Um, the way, the way that all went down that yeah. I know we'll get into. Mm-hmm. And also then the Diane and Kurt of it all, that makes mm-hmm. me feel nervous and sad and weird. Yeah. Um, especially because they are an entity that has spanned both, uh both shows the good Mm -hmm. verse uh that feels that feels wild so um really enjoyed it i thought it was a great episode but yeah a lot of a lot of sad feelings around it too yeah for sure jack i think it was interesting that you bring up that like this it's starting to feel like the final season because about halfway through i was like this doesn't feel like the final season and then something happened and (laughs) things started to like (laughs) roll um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree that like, it feels like not like, I don't think this show's going to wind down. That's absolutely not how this show <laughs> is going to end. It's never been like that. Um, but I do, it, it's weird because we're building so much interesting stuff still so close to the end and we're building this very interesting, uh, Liz and Richard relationship. And we are building uh, Diane, and I'm never going to remember his name, Roger Sterling, John Slattery, never going to remember the character's name. Yeah, That's either. just my bud, Roger. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see what all this is building to. I think there was like, of the three plot lines that were very present, there was one that was a definite like denouement, a climax to a story. And then two that are headed in direction that I'm still not sure where that direction is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Lyle Bettencourt is the name Lyle. of John okay. Slattery's. Already character. forgot it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No matter how good of an actor John Slattery is, he'll never be a Lyle. Like, I don't, yeah. uh, that's not, and that's it not an energy. Like a... <laughs> yes. And it, it sounds like a name they were like, we want to give him something that's memorable. Something that's really gonna stick. <laughs> yeah. Lyle Bencord. Boom. Don't we'll ever forget this. No. <laughs> Enter Jack O'Keefe. Um, yeah, my first impression is really enjoyed the episode. A lot going on. As Jack was saying, things are building. As Molly was saying, uh, things are feeling 
endish. Um, I also agree that it doesn't feel like the show is going to have, you know, a final episode where they all stand around and hug and move it to their different apartments in different cities and get new jobs and things. Um, because we know we're going to get that uh, spinoff with the Golds and we're going to get course. the spinoff with uh, Carmen in the Underworld. Yeah. Um, so that's those are sure bets. Um, as far as the other thoughts within this, the main thing that I got uh, that kind of hit me was how much that moment is our real-life moment. Uh, that can happen at any point right now. Uh, the rhetoric on the right is such that they're calling for a lot of those sort of um, get-in-their-face, pull-the-violence. you know, violence. Um, And not just January 6th. It's, of course, been building up to January 6th, and now it's just escalating with talks of civil war and all, all this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just tweeted this, but it's just funny that all of these southern states who most of them get the majority of their money from the federal government are talking mm-hmm. about secession. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. Like the um, a kid when you're eight and you get punished, I'm running away. Okay. Right. Well, go ahead. Let's see how far <laughs> you get. Um, but that's this moment that we're we're in right now. So God forbid something like that happens, but also I would it would not surprise me in the least if something like that happened. So that's the main thing that stuck with me within within this episode. Um and then also the teaser at the the end, which I do, don't try to watch, but I heard something all I heard was like Jenny Thomas. <laughs> it's like, all right. So Jenny Thomas is apparently gonna play a part in the uh the next episode. Um not the character. Oh, are there are there te- I thought I was looking for teasers and I didn't find any. I think I just like wasn't waiting until the very end of the episode, I guess. I think it was on Instagram. I think that's where I saw oh. it scrolling, scrolling through and it was oh, okay. I watched this episode at my parents who do not have the ad free version. Mm. And then on the non ad free version, it, it shows really? right away after, as an ad. Yeah. So that, I think that's why okay. it, it's like a weird glitch. Wow. Wow. And here I am yeah. paying for all right. access. Yeah. That should <laughs> yeah. be a partial access is where it's at, I guess. No. <laughs> Paramount partial access. I throw them a bone. Yeah. Uh, no, that should be definitely included in the paid version. That doesn't make any any sense. Yeah, it's so weird. <clears throat> Any unless Moonfest, I know you're listening. <laughs> I know you take all this into he account. Does. He's our sole review, um, <laughs> and he hates it. Um, <laughs> now, speaking of reviews, though, if you do listen and enjoy the show, go to iTunes, rate and review the podcast, and we'll give away something at the mm-hmm. end of this season that is uh, good fighty, something good fighty. Yeah. Follow in the example of Les Moonvest, which is something I tell everybody. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's start with Diane. We kind of pick up where we left off with the Gaboon. Uh, so, what are your thoughts about her storyline? I am not convinced that it's not related to the Carmen plot. Still, I'm gonna. I'm like. I'm holding on to that. I think they like excused it as like related to the riots. The I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Okay. I, I I think we're going to find out that it was like something planted by Ben Baruch later yeah. on. Yeah, and you said that, uh, was it last episode? I said it last episode. I was waiting for confirmation. I mean, we didn't, get a, we didn't get a whole <laughs> lot of Carmen this episode. I'm sure oh. next time we see Carmen, oh, yeah. there's going to be something related to that. But it's definitely all building towards something. They've got the, like, the 1110 
which I haven't done the math because I try not to look at calendars if I don't have to. But I assume 1110 falls on the day of the series finale at airing. Yeah. And it's also around if they're going with the um, actual times right after the elections. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the midterms. Uh, Molly, what are your thoughts on this storyline here? Um, it, it it definitely harkens back to Diane mid microdosing yeah. for me. Like, I mean, which makes sense. It's, it's a similar idea, but like sort of that. But I just remember there was a handful of episodes where it's like, okay, she's doing it. And she's just, you're just watching her experience it, but we're not necessarily like making any large um jumps with it um right. all the with her actually doing it obviously with lyle uh, uh she's uh something's going on um uh, and i think lyle I, is... i'm curious <laughs> <laughs> kidding <laughs> but i think it's that's what i'm curious about is like will her doing this uh drug thing this treatment play its own role or is the treatment sort of just a, a vehicle to to have the Lyle storyline, or are both going mm. to sort of pay off? Um, is what I'm I'm interested to see because right now it feels very Lyle forward, like she's obsessed right with, with him. Um, and I gotta say, with like the way Kurt was in this episode, I was like, this that yeah, this doesn't this doesn't that didn't feel like yeah. Kurt to me. Yeah. It, it he's felt... on the phone with another and I was like, woman are we seeing and her this? name is the NRA <laughs> and then I was like is this is this also like from Diane's perspective that we're seeing this oh, like is she yeah. exaggerating this because he feels especially absent from, for who yeah. he is that doesn't feel I don't know I don't know so I feel I feel a little gray around the whole especially thing, after we spent so long in season 5 being like this is the good Republican <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like it would be not not an unreasonable, but still very, you know, it would be a righteously cynical move, but it still would be a disappointing move to watch him sort of fade away mm-hmm. towards yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and as far as the doctor goes, um, we had the meetup at the Democratic fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he was there. They're having, you know, a chat and then his. Is it just coworker? Can't be right. Can't if I know be. one thing about Roger Sterling and coworkers and subordinates, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, but they're kind of talking, having a moment, uh, mm-hmm. and then um, Marissa interrupts first, of course, because that's what Marissa does, um, and then sh- this other woman whose name I don't. Uh, no, uh, who is his mm-hmm. co-worker, but probably more than that, um, interrupts. And of course, Diane shrinks, shrinks mm-hmm. back down. Um, but then at the session, there she is again, because the doctor, the good doctor has uh, skipped town. What did they say he was doing? Oh, he did. I don't remember you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, probably pulling ketamine out of the horses. I don't know how they get it. <laughs> Yeah, that's how they get it. Um, yeah, so the, she's there. The window's getting fixed, and his coworker's filling in. And all I have here is that he's out of town. Uh, mm-hmm. And this moment, I I loved. Uh, do you want some co- 
uh, cucumber water? No. No. Like, no. <laughs> idiot. I don't want your fucking cucumber water. Um, yeah, and then there's the chat with Diane and Kurt. Um, you know, do you love me? They have a they have a kiss there, but yeah, it is a good call that uh, or question that mm-hmm. are we seeing this in reality or are we seeing this through her PT one hundred eight lens? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts and feelings on this? No, I want to see a little bit more last week, Diane. I loved, I loved Diane last week. I love seeing her back in the yeah. court. I do. Yeah. I want to, I want to get a few more good Diane court episodes in before we say goodbye. Yeah, I would. I'll save final judgment for the end of the season, but I could have done without another Diane substance abuse um, or under the influence. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think we're in full wire territory yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, another Diane uh, using sort of mm-hmm. uh, storyline, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it, how it wraps up or ties into other things. Uh, let's move on to mm-hmm. Eli. And feel about Eli, he dodged it literally. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. Uh, I don't they, know if he dodged it so much as it, the person had bad aim. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible aim. <laughs> Yeah, but also, it's like, how do you not know what he looks like? Yeah. Um, can, I get, can I get a picture of the guy? No. <laughs> yeah. Just like, go. Just go do it. They're get both it done. so different looking. It's exactly. not like he... <laughs> Frank Landau does not look like he has a drop of Jewish blood in him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like, that is, a, that is a wasp, if ever I've seen one. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably Irish Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, I could have seen him on the wire in the part of the guy who was working the warehouse, not the warehouse guy, the docks. Frank Sabatka. Yes. Yeah, I could I could see them going for that same role. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he doesn't get shot, and this is taking place at that fundraiser as as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, as Molly said, thought he thought he played it played it pretty well, um, and it was a nice some bonding moments with him and Marissa, but still kind of there uh relationship and yeah uh, combativeness coming out of it and it was very interesting to watch marissa try to like build her father back up in terms of like you're not that bad like like just like just attributing the shooter's motives to anti-semitism which i also could have been like oh yeah that that feels real like that is absolutely just all a reason someone needs to pull a gun out yeah these days uh, but it was still interesting to watch her sort of like come to terms with her father's actions and how she acts when he was put on a very visceral kind of trial, not like a legal trial, but like that kind of, you know, near death experience, moral trial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did learn what the what the issue was, uh, why he's on on trial here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's new information. Oh, yeah. Um, but that he was part of a scam or scheme to burgle Mark Burnett, who is the producer <laughs> of The Apprentice uh, and a huge Trump supporter, um, mm-hmm. and try to get the outtakes because this is something that was talked about almost as much as the the PP tape. 
um, is mm-hmm. these outtakes from The Apprentice uh, where he was uh, using the N-word over and over and just using a whole lot of other derogatory language towards um, a bunch of non-white folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marissa gets roped into this too, uh, where they're asking her about tampering and did she help mm-hmm. do this, which is also why which is also why she gets um, uh, brought into the team. So she can't testify yes. against them. So there's just some, some filling in here that I, um, I thought was really good. Um, and yes, Frank Landau was there. Um, the whole point of him being there was to go against Eli, testify mm-hmm. against Eli Gold. Um, which Frank Landau, rest in peace, little snake. Because didn't he he didn't he pull some similar shit with Elisa Florek in The Good Wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember exactly what those were, but that's that's been his role throughout mm-hmm. the the history of the Good Verse. It seems is to fuck people over. <laughs> uh, and speaking of, I do have another really fun moment I enjoyed, which I thought was pretty perfect for these two for the Golds. Is when he mm-hmm. first arrives and they look uh, and. Eli goes to talk to him, and he's like, "Can't talk to Eli." Uh, and then they both, Eli says "fuck," but they both mouth, <laughs> they both mouth it. You see her, uh, Marissa in the background. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, uh, you fucked me. I mean, this is when I'm talking. You fucked me. You used her to hack. Um, yeah. Uh, Eli kept Landau from a job in the Biden administration. Is what he believes his motive is mm-hmm. here. Uh, yes, the burglary was talked about, um, and <laughs> Eli says burglary. Uh, burglary was talked about, but you know it wouldn't be us. It would be you know if you break the law, you do it through intermediaries. Um, Marissa quit it for a moment there. As yeah, for as like a know. hot second. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're transactional. She wants to cross-examine Landau uh, coming back, uh, so he goes back on the stand. Marissa loses it a bit after prosecution moves to call her to the stage, mm-hmm. starts dropping F-bombs and shit. Um, what else is going on here? Uh, courts, uh, we need Marissa, um, vaguely accuses Eli of murdering Frank. Uh, the prosecution does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a bunch of dumb shit going on. Uh, but he, he grants permission to question Marissa. Uh, and Marissa nails it. She, I mean, yeah. she you know, maybe felonies a little bit, but she does nail the act of being on the yeah. stand. Yeah. And I think, I think like part of the whole arc is, and it's a, you know, interesting, maybe a little concerning is her sort of accepting that like, you know, legal and moral are very different things. And I think she always knew that from a big picture sense, but it never came down to like a personal stakes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I'm just I don't think Eli's gonna be alive much longer. Uh, I don't know that we'll find that out, but I don't think he's <clears throat> like I don't know. I felt I felt so nervous. I was so nervous for how long they were just standing outside mm-hmm. at the very end of the episode. But but yeah, I I don't know. I just I feel like I don't know. It felt very dark and gloomy and um mm-hmm. like not good things were on the horizon for him i don't know that that will happen in the in the show actually but right. because i feel like dealing with the fallout of marissa dealing with that i don't know that that fits into these final 
episodes mm-hmm. necessarily, but but I don't know the the energy around it felt to me like you know we're not going to see it, but it's happening. Yeah. In my in mm. my. See to me, I read this as very much a like a conclusion of Eli's story, is yeah. that he sort of faced his, for lack of a better word, sins, and like his you know value and his worth and sort of the answer at the end is like i mean by by being a jewish person in power you're making a lot of the right people very angry so that in and of itself has some merit to it yeah yeah Yeah. uh the conversation with marissa and eli um where he's there just talking about um how sorry he is. Uh, what am I doing with my life? Everybody hates me. Uh, Marissa's like, they don't need a reason. You're Jewish. That's the reason enough. Um, he talks about the story with um, Atwater and Willie Horton. Um, and that was mm-hmm. that 80s commercial with Willie Horton that always comes up around pretty much any campaign these days. Uh, and he asks, if I die, will you be there? Like, it's getting real real sad sack um, yeah. and he just like wants to confess everything now or he says he's going to confess everything but she's feeling good about things so yeah i think this is after um or this is before marissa is on the stand and kind of clears clears things up mm-hmm. um also in the storyline i did enjoy the i think it was an elevator ride with diane and eli Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when I'm looking for it in my notes here, um, yeah, uh, elevator ride. Eli and Diane. He's talking about why is this happening? I'm a mechanic. I'm not a public figure. And Diane says we all public everyone's figures, yeah, which I thought was pretty spot on. Um, mm-hmm. And he he wonders here with her, like, how much have I been contributing to the to this dysfunction and hate? And Diane is just like, come on, get your shit together. Get your <laughs> shit together. And he says to her, like, where do you find your optimism in a hallucinogenic drug called PT-108? <laughs> yes, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm real curious what's going to happen with Eli. I hope it's not, <clears throat> excuse me, I hope it's not the end mm-hmm. of Eli Gold throughout this throughout the season. I wouldn't. I'd be okay with him kind of turning a, a new leaf sort of thing or trying some sort of redemption for mm-hmm. himself. Uh, I don't see that lasting. Um, but I don't want him to completely change who he is. He's a fun character. And um, yeah, it would add a level of a little more complexity to him because he has become a little bit more one-dimensional, I think, over the years. Um, but I think like, it's also a thing of like, does Eli Gold know what good is? <laughs> I don't think if you asked him to explain it, he wouldn't have a concrete answer. He's yeah. spent so much time learning how to win yeah, and recognize that, you know, sometimes morals can get in the way of that. Sure. Yeah. I don't want it to be the end. I want, I want that spinoff. We got to have that spinoff, Jack. The gold life. Yeah. The gold life. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's move on now then to Richard and Liz. Uh, Keen's not here. So unfortunately, we don't have our frame counter mm-hmm. uh, with us with us today, and I was not keeping keeping track uh, to see how many glasses he has, different glasses he has worn. <clears throat> but um, oh, also speaking of, in the next uh, episode teaser, they did show Elsbeth. So it seems mm-hmm. as if Elsbeth is in is 
is on the way back. Making the rounds one more time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My goodness. Uh, so Richard and Liz, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Uh, quick question about Richard. He, there's no way he has a prescription, right? <laughs> Uh, these are all fashion glasses right expensive yeah i mean if he had a a prescription in all of those glasses right i don't know what his prescription is i mean if they're just single vision then that's one thing but if he's got Mm -hmm. anything more than just single vision unless he's doing like zenny Mm -hmm. uh, or one of those uh online things yeah jack that's gonna be pretty expensive so i think you're right probably just uh some yeah um um, yeah it's too late to put in a new lock now but i would put some money on the fact that we're gonna find out that he doesn't glasses Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I loved this uh, arc as like, I feel like we finally got to dig into Richard's character. I think it was paced perfectly. I think we got just, like enough of surface Richard before we got to like dig into him. Uh, and there's a very classic kingy twist at the very end with everything. Uh, but I, I think his story compared to everyone else's is very interesting because he like, he has interest in social cause and, you know, finds like virtue and worth in being a black lawyer. But he is someone who I think the question is, does he value being a Richard lawyer over a black lawyer? And I think that's kind of the question that we're left with at the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, the big thing to come out of this, that that twist is mm-hmm. that... Uh, he has some bad history, uh, some mm-hmm. bad feelings towards this this firm, and it goes back to uh, what? Um, uh, yeah, Jack is the one who's been talking about that. That's it's going to come out. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's coming out, yeah. and how and yeah. the manner in which it, it seems like it's going to be Richard that starts digging into it. But uh, I'm dancing around saying that he has history with the firm. He tells the story with with Liz when they're talking. Uh, to each other, where he applied to his top firm. <coughs> excuse me, Appli- mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, uh, applied to his top firm and didn't get it. But not only did he not get it, but the leader of the the firm called him in and pointed to all the reasons why to the other associates he's not being hired and how he is not an example uh, to follow. Um, you know, do the opposite kinds of kinds of shit. This guy's garbage. I think he even right he even said. Uh, and we find out that that firm is uh, Reddick, or that lawyer mm-hmm. was was Reddick. Of course, this firm has changed. Over yeah, so many it's times, a, it, but like like every King law firm, it's a thesis ship situation. Yeah, but it's yeah. Liz, and that's the link. It seems. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think is what's what's the plan here? Complete disruption, because that's kind of what it seems like right now. Is to almost tear it down from the inside or completely take it over i'm not sure which it is just yet yeah and i don't know i think the plan is not necessarily destruction i think destruction would be a symptom of his goal which i think is just like obliteration of the reddick legacy like that feels like the most obvious, like super villainy thing that could be going on here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Keeps going. I think, I'm sorry, Ma. Go ahead. No, you know, I think, and I, I don't, I don't have a full thought around this, but something that really muddied the waters with me was was his home situation. 
and the <laughs> sister wife esque <laughs> yeah. situation going on. I of like that really confused me, and that's where I just I feel like that dynamic and the person you know, the man who is in that situation, I'm like, what, what does he, I have no idea what that person wants from this law firm. Like, I, yeah. I feel like that has completely, um, you know, messed with what I, who I thought he was and who I, where I thought he was heading. And I, and I don't know, mm-hmm. I truly don't know what yeah. direction he's trying to take this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I am hopeful that it, it will result in a, in the Liz showdown, like that she right. will stand her ground and, and bring out that, that energy that she has. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably be That's the one my only to, hope. It should probably be the one to make public, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the history and kind of beat him, beat him to the punch. Uh, if that's where right. things are, are headed. Um, I did like, this storyline uh i do really enjoy those two together their different mm-hmm. energies um and the way each of them portrays it uh, i did like when she, you know which one is your wife fair question <laughs> fair <laughs> question uh and none none are uh it's just a loving household <laughs> uh one of them the, the, the wife died yeah. one of them is a sister one of them is a sister's friend one of them is his friend and the other one's a college dropout as he puts he collects female <laughs> energy, he says. Um, yeah. And yeah, that father's legacy comes back again. The story of his dream. Yeah. And that conversation with Marissa, I'm not getting that confused with last episode, right? No, that happens this one. Which one was that? Uh, when Marissa, right, Marissa goes in towards the end of the episode and talks about, I gave you that file with you you told me to look into the women oh and i did and i gave you a file Mm -hmm. uh did you look at any of them and she answers no which i think and then leads to in marissa's plot her choice to uh commit perjury yeah and i i think that was a very interesting moment for both of them and a sort of like decision of like they both are faced with the choice of like family versus truth. And it Marissa chose family and Liz has chosen family so far or more legacy than family really. And I'm curious to see if she holds, if Liz holds to that as the season goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even see the, the connection between that conversation and Marissa doing what, what she did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so appreciate that. Um, within this storyline, there's at least two examples of Richard not, not undermining Liz or seemingly mm-hmm. offering different ideas. Uh, Cause there's nothing wrong with someone with a fresh perspective coming into an old situation and offering exactly, you know, exactly that their new perspective on that old situation. But mm-hmm. it does seem as if he's just doing it to do it because there's the uh, the adjusted draw. Uh, apparently, there's uh, a bunch of money that's supposed to go to the <clears throat> junior associates or the mm-hmm. excuse me the associates, and it hasn't yet because they're saying the money isn't there. Uh, so he works through it, and uh, that actually got worked out this um, episode. So they they fix that partner equity disparity. Um, he talks about like 
why Democratic fundraising? <laughs> you know, why why just them? How about we do some more grassroots uh, thing and talk about local black churches? And he just kind of mm-hmm. moves steam for, uh, full steam ahead with that, um, which led to another one of my favorite moments in this episode, where Liz <clears throat> goes into that meeting with them, pulls him out. Uh, Jesus is Lord. Oh yes, he is. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Okay. Anywho. Uh, Jay and the car bomb I have here. Oh, Liz asked Jay to look into Lane's background, but I have Jay and the car bomb. I don't remember what that was. Uh, there's a moment where Liz like asked Jay for something. He's like, oh, we looked into it. Uh, it was a car bomb. It's related to no. the riots. <laughs> okay. Not much. Um, yeah. And he's on that podcast where he's talking oh, about that's right. uh, the 30 minute, 30 yes. minute docket. Um mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe no, the, I think the podcast was 30 minute docket. Uh, the legal podcast, I think that was the name of it. Unless mm-hmm. there's a thing that they were talking about, which is 30 minute docket. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but he was on that, and apparently, uh, she had a problem with that. Um, and then he, I don't know where he's just like, come to dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, we'll skip the fundraiser, it'll be a, be a fun thing. And then we have the pastries. Was that his mom? When she she walked in with that yeah. huge thing of, of pastries, I don't think Maybe. so. No, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, I so bad in that household, who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's in there holding that huge thing, and everybody's just attacking her. It was like the um, uh, the house was like Home Alone with all of those kids running around, mm-hmm. and like when the pizzas come in, and everybody's just kind of grabbing, and uh, and she's just stuck there like the pizza guy. Oh, it, it reminded me very much of the kids from Evil, and I appreciate the king's yeah. commitment oh, to yet. having yeah. a overwhelming amount of children in a scene. Oh, yes, that remains one of the scariest parts to me of Evil mm-hmm. is when they're all talking over each other. I can't; <laughs> I, I, my brain wants to just explode. Can't take it. Uh, yeah, uh, they yeah they come to that agreement to make things more equal, gave up a little bit of their bonuses. Um, and yes, it's Jay that breaks the news. Richard has history with the firm, filed mm-hmm. discrimination lawsuits, um, and seemingly has a secret agenda. But what that is, we shall see. Any other thoughts on Richard, Liz, Richard's plan, how Liz is going to deal with that? Um, I decided I don't like him. Uh, as first, <laughs> I do not like him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I've officially decided. What yeah. is that about him? I because well, first of all, the reminder of the way he invited her to dinner. I hate that kind of energy from a man. Like, mm. oh, <laughs> angry woman. No, you now you listen to me. You you come to dinner. We'll come fix this. Dinner. We'll fix mm-hmm. this. Come sure. to dinner. We'll fix this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's just such a weird, and and yeah, and then. Everything about his house and all, which maybe he'll prove me wrong and it will be all genuine love and just wanting to fill his house with people who who want a loving place to be. But I don't, I don't, I feel like it's not in, it it feels like self-serving the way that he's Mm -hmm. doing it all. And then also anybody who drinks a $900 bottle of wine, that's stupid. Once (laughs) Once you reach a certain level of price, there's mm-hmm. you cannot tell the difference right. anymore, and you're dumb if you think you can. Mm-hmm. I that's what I've decided. 
Yeah. Damn, so, shots fired. Yeah. Yeah. Shots, yeah, Richard. So uh like whatever. No. So I yeah, I don't I don't think I like him and I think yeah, he's gonna I I've decided he's going to screw over Okay. Liz mm-hmm. firm officially. All right. All right. Um, then we can hit winners and losers, and there may be some other things that pop up as we go through that. So let's do those losers first. Jack. Uh, the guy that wanted to kill Eli Gold. Uh, both a loser <laughs> in the sense that being an anti-Semite, huge L. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not very cringe in 2022. Mm-hmm. And that he got the wrong guy. Yes. And he's gonna he's gonna go to jail for it. Yeah, he was still on the loose last uh, we saw. Oh, right? was he? Right? Yeah, I don't think. They oh, that's yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so he may get a. Uh, I hope not, but he may get mm-hmm. another another shot at it, so to speak. Molly, who lost? Um, I'm gonna say Kurt, under the assumption that that he is truly just acting that way. Yeah, and the, the fact that he's still with the NRA. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I was kind of hoping there'd be a storyline that got him out of the NRA trap. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's my he's my loser. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with Eli uh, as as my loser because uh, surprisingly, no one went with Frank. <laughs> no, I thought about Frank, but I thought I assumed someone yeah. else would. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a, a loser of the of the episode. Um. But I'm going to go with the, the guy who made it out alive. Um, mm-hmm. He came face-to-face with, with death, um, face-to-face with his own mortality, decisions, uh, life, all of those things. I don't think he's going to come out really changed. Um, mm-hmm. But at least within this episode, there's a lot going on for Eli. Uh, after always being on the top, always being in control of things, he's completely spun out within within this episode as the walls are closing in from different different sides uh winners molly um my winner is i think it has to be lyle unfortunately (laughs) Uh, but uh, something he's doing has women yeah dr Bettencourt has women lining up at the door and Mm -hmm. he's clearly making a pretty penny and and you know he's he's doing well for himself so gotta give it to him whatever whatever he's doing is working Yep. Even though I think maybe he's the real villain of the whole show. <laughs> I don't know. I'm deciding I don't like L people in this. Episode. Uh, Jack, who won? Uh, I'm going to give it to Marissa. She did mm. really well in court. Yeah. Uh, she had some good camaraderie with the judge. You know, got, got her dad out of a sticky pickle. Uh, not the stickiest pickle he was in this week, but a sticky one nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My winner is going to uh, flip my loser, uh, and that is Eli Gold, uh, because uh, Jack, you already named a couple of the the reasons he got out of mm-hmm. two sticky pickles, uh, and he's probably going to come out more or less the same as before those right. pickles were um, around him. Yeah, you just got to give him some time. Yeah, a little bit, maybe an episode or two. Hopefully, we get mm-hmm. a little bit more of him and see how this affected him, and we don't just drop it, which right. I can also see happening, because um, he was on his way somewhere. But I don't Washington. remember. 
oh yeah, where he <laughs> where he came from. Yes, yeah, back, back home to his job. Yes, yeah. The, after the the head of the DNC got murdered <laughs> in front of him. Yes. All right. Uh, that'll do it. Unless there are other thoughts. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Molly. Uh, thank you, Tia, for in advance for the notes uh, on the upcoming episode. Uh, we mm-hmm. haven't gotten those for for this one. Otherwise, I would have shared them. Uh, and um, thank you, Keen. We'll have you back soon. And thank you all for listening. Bye. <laughs>